0: want to look your best forget about the rest and come to lather and fade whether you're looking for a clean modern look or a throwback vintage style you can find it all under one roof stretch out in a classic barber's chair while being treated to a precision haircut to complete the experience a hot towel treatment and a straight razor shave will have you feeling rejuvenated and confident with convenient locations in south bend granger and elkhart you're just minutes away from looking your best there's no time to waste Visit their website at shop.com to schedule an appointment today. Lather and Fade, the gentleman's barbershop. Looking for a new career opportunity? Look no further than the Eden Barber Academy, where you can learn all of the skills necessary to become one of the best in the business. Perfect your craft and become the new household name under the watchful eyes of licensed professionals. Jumpstart your new career by visiting edenbarberacademy.com. That's e d e n BarberAcademy.com. It's complimentary football. Everybody has to understand what it takes to have success, right? We need every person in this room.
1: The captain has turned on the seatbelt light. Please take your seat and fasten your seatbelts. Thank you. have clear for
0: departure. Thank you for joining us here on the Leprechaun Connection. Here are your hosts, Mike McClure and Sean Buck
2: ladies and gentlemen of irish nation welcome to the leprechaun connection podcast mike mcclure and sean buck here your host the email for the show is leprechaun connection at gmail.com if you would like to reach out to us you can also visit our website at leprechaunconnection.com you'll find a link to our patreon and a link to donate to saint jude that's leprechaunconnection.com if you like to support the show welcome lads and lasses we are back and joining us on the program from sunny South Florida, from Leesburg, Florida, Mister Bruce Ruff. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Ah, you know,
2: we're doing it. We're back finally. We we took some time off, and we're right back at it. Sean, you uh, you uh, how you surviving, man? All those kids, and you still Oh, uh, things are good. You still have, I love <laughs> look look. Uh, I love be, Christmas. Before we start, I before we start, Christmas. I got to ask you a question. Speaking of Christmas, do you okay. still have a bank account with all those kids? With uh, Christmas
0: coming up. Dude, I started in, I started in OnlyFans. Problem is it doesn't work for ugly guys, okay? Like <laughs> they don't tell you that <laughs> in this in this day Isn't and age of pay print? equality. No, in this day and age of pay equality for both sexes, we don't get paid on OnlyFans like women get paid on OnlyFans. Oh, boy. Just remember that if you try to start an account. Anyway. Um I don't know, but I okay. love I love Christmas. I love everything about uh, the holiday, and people can say whatever they want. You know, it sounds cheesy. That's fine. I love this time of year. I think this time of year can truly bring out the absolute best in humanity, and I love seeing the the looks of you know joy, of happiness, wonderment on my kids' faces. So this is this is a great time of year. Got some time off of work, and we got some more football to watch. We do, we do.
2: Now, uh, before we get started here uh, in our list of uh, show notes. Uh, we we can't start the show without mentioning the the passing of uh, Coach uh, Mike Leach. Our thoughts and our prayers are definitely with um, the Leach family, especially th- at this time of year. When I was a kid, my mother passed away at this time of year, and it, it, losing a loved one at this in at especially in the Christmas season is it it it's already a bad situation, but at this time of year, it just makes it is just so much worse because it's it's like your your holidays are like permanently have been, if your life has been changed forever and it's like right it has been scarred our, our thoughts and our prayers are with the leach family and what what a great coach this guy was i used to listen to uh he, he used to be on uh sirius xm on um the college football station i can't remember uh, espnu radio with uh, chris childers
0: and hearing him talk oh, and hilarious just, oh dude and hilarious. you got to watch
2: some of his speeches
0: these guys guy was
1: great it was hilarious oh
0: the great thing about mike leach was any press conference that Mike Leach had. Oh, yes. Because Mike Leach would give you... So the best way I can compare it is, I mean, picture Bill Belichick only funny and with a personality.
1: <laughs> That's a right? good analysis. Like,
0: well, but it's, it's true. I mean, it's true. And I say it because Belichick, he'll, he'll give you those one-liner deadpan deliveries that just makes everyone feel stupid, you know? And Leach is like, if Bill Belichick actually had a personality and drank a few before he did his press conferences <laughs> and was funny. It, yeah. He gives one-line one responses that are just home run hits and they're funny as hell. And I mean, I, I always was entertained by the way Mike Leach could not only completely disarm you with his with his charisma and his uh, you know his sense of humor, but also the way he got his players to come together and believe in in themselves and achieve greatness, no matter where he was a coach. he He did very well. So right. big, big loss uh, to to college football overall. One thing I will say, I mean, I know you've got to move quick to replace a head coach. I understand that. I completely get that. I did think it was in a, kind of in bad taste that they replaced him and announced that they replaced him so quickly. I mean, I know you want to bring stability to the program. And, I, you know, if you guys have a, an opinion on this, I'd love to hear it too. But personally, that left a bad taste in my mouth. Just because I, I, you're, not yeah. talking about, you're not talking about some... Some guy that was there for like two weeks. You're not talking about somebody who just started as a head coach. This guy is one of the top ten head coaches in college football, in my opinion. He's one of the top ten that that we had currently. And to have a replacement and and named within I think it was within twenty four hours, there's no need to rush this. You're going into bowl season. If you want to if you want to name it like before the bowl game, of course, I get that. But that quick after, that soon after, I, I think it was in bad taste. I opinion.
1: thought so at first. I, I did think that also until I read a little bit more into it. Um, they had team meeting, and they asked the team, you know, do you want to play in the game? You know, this is within the 12 hours after his passing. You know, what do you guys want to do? They're like, nope, coach would want us to play. Coach just to do this. They're like, okay. So, yeah, they made a decision for an interim just to get them through the bowl game. So I kind of – I didn't, I wasn't as upset with the move when I, you know, it was more the players wanting to move forward and and in all honesty, Mike Leach would have wanted that. He's not going to want him to not go to the game. He's not going to want him to not practice, you
0: know, 100%, 100% moving forward. I get that. I mean, if they make that announcement that, yeah, we're going to play the game, 100% fine with that. Make that announcement, get, let people know because there's people buying tickets, making arrangements, hotel travel accommodations. Sure. Fine. Do you have to say who the coach is right then? No, I don't think you do. No, like you, you've got an entire you've you've got you know offensive defensive coordinators, all these assistant coaches. You got fifteen assistant coaches on the team. Do you have to name it? No. Hey, it's it's Buzz, the third year towel boy. That's who's going to be our head coach. That would have been that would have been funny, uh, in accordance right. with Mike Leach's wishes. <laughs> the the third string girls uh baton twirler, Stephanie Sanders is going you know, Stephanie, you know, Miller is going to be the, the the head coach for the for the spring game. That would have been hilarious for the bowl game. That would have been hilarious. Just in the true spirit of Mike Leach. But I, I just think that naming the head coach at that point, it was in bad form. It was in bad taste. But yeah they they uh, they, they, they probably weren't been,
1: thinking. They probably weren't thinking, you know, they're they were on the fly. I agree. Could have done it better though.
0: All
2: right so the first thing on the list we have here is the uh NL nil the good bad and the ugly um uh, bruce uh, you and i were kind of talking about this off air the other day on the phone uh once you go into a little bit about you know where the whole nil and what do you think it's supposed to be and kind of where it's gone and it's if it's how bad it is or how and the good parts and the bad parts and the parts that are really ugly
1: um, I'll, In general, I think it's a good thing for the student athlete. You know, these colleges are making money on these students for years. Everybody knows own that. So I was all for them getting some money, you know, sell a jersey. They should get a proceed from it. Uh, the problem I have is there's no real restrictions on it. It's kind of turning college football into a free agency. Um, you, you've got schools that have money. Notre Dame if Notre Dame wanted to play that NIL big time going back and forth we have alumni who will say hey does it take five million to get this kid you know instead of buying you a building I'm gonna give you five million dollars other schools can't do that you know that that's like Texas Tech for example they don't have that kind of NIL money the best example is Colorado they just hired Deion Sanders, prime time. Um, one thing that they talked about was Colorado never got in the NIL game. They weren't have they didn't have money. They didn't have money to give recruits. Now all of a sudden prime time's there and they got money coming through left and right. Well that's because he's attracting a different athlete. So nowadays it's not just hey come play for Notre Dame, come play for, you know, the Irish, you know, the house that Rockne built, we touched down Jesus, it's well, how much can you give me? So when you're looking at these students and I, I'll name an example, and I don't like to do this, but Dante Moore is one that I think he kind of leaned a little bit more towards Oregon and his original recruitment because they were throwing some money at him. Not that Notre Dame couldn't, but I think Notre Dame realized, well, he's not really in it for the football. He's in it to make some money. He wants to start right away. Bo Nix says he's staying. Guess what? Now Bo Nix is starting at Oregon, and Dante flipped again. Now he's going to UCLA. I don't like it. I think there needs to be some kind of um, committee or the NCAA who never really stands up for anything, in my opinion. Somebody needs to step in and put some some limits on this because it, it's getting out of control. When you add that to the transfer portal, which Sean's going to talk about in a second, it's a frenzy. It's absolutely insane, and I think it's going to ruin college football from what it was intentionally meant to be, which was reward the student-athlete. For his name, image, and likeness that the colleges, they're getting paid for it. So let him get paid for it. But it's getting out of control.
0: And that's a good point. I mean, the thing about the thing about the NIL that a lot of people lose sight of is that it was originally supposed to be established. So it is not just the university or the NCAA that are profiting off the image, the likeness rights, so on and so forth. Basically, the, the marketability of these athletes. So you you allow that to occur with nil agreements, but now you have sponsors just shamelessly throwing money at kids, and you know kids driving around in in Lamborghinis on campus and stuff. These are eighteen to twenty two year old, twenty three year old kids somewhere in that that age group for the most part. At eighteen, if somebody handed you a million dollars in a Lamborghini, how responsible do you think you would have been?
1: <laughs> Not at all.
0: I mean, it's it's a lot to take on. You know, there's there's a lot that goes that goes into this, and there there should be some kind of oversight, something that I don't I don't know if I want to use the word governing body, but there there needs to be something more regulations put in place uh, for this, and and how much it. right, how much how much people are paid out, set a cap, and when you set a cap, it doesn't need to be three million dollars, four million set it at one's a nice even if well i'm saying even if you want to go up to one million because you are going to have players that are i mean they're going to be first round draft picks they are that good do i agree with paying college kids a million dollars no but based on what the university is making off them that's a pittance that's nothing you know so if you want to set the cap just as a nice round number you said set at five hundred thousand set a million whatever Set that cap. That's it. That's the most you can earn. Period. End of discussion. You don't like it? Go somewhere else. Go go somewhere else and play. See what you can do. But I think it's definitely made things much more competitive among the top schools, and not necessarily right, and not necessarily to the benefit of schools like Alabama or Clemson. Look, Phil Knight, who's associated—he's for the founder of Nike. I mean, that guy has money. He doesn't need Oregon can get whoever they want if they are seeking NIL money that's oh, yeah, a absolutely. big bank account to try to do battle against okay that's a huge name so when Oregon is getting these commits that doesn't surprise me at all look at who they have bankrolling it look at the sponsorship right. I mean Nike is a big brand name so same thing I could see to a, to a lesser degree someplace like North Carolina because of the association affiliation with Michael Jordan and whatnot, you know, I, I could see it there. There's other universities that will absolutely benefit more from this than than some of the mainstays, you know, the, the, the name, the college colleges that you're used to hearing at the top all the time. Uh, Sabin has bemoaned the NIL for quite a while now. And it's because he no longer has an advantage over everybody else. Um, well,
1: not only that, and Alabama doesn't have the alumni like a lot of other schools do you know and, and and with that being said, and everything else that's going on, now you have to worry about tampering you, you I've heard in the last week I've heard two different scenarios. one of them was Washington State was complaining um, the other one was Mac Brown. you just talked about North Carolina and their quarterback. He's like, "Look, I know for a fact that we had coaches contacting my quarterback offering them more money to transfer out again where's the oversight where where's the rules where's the where's the the, the repercussions. I mean, this is getting out of control. That that money. I knew it was a bad thing when they came out with it, and it's just getting worse.
0: It snowballed. Yeah.
1: It did. Yeah, and sure. then you throw that transfer portal where they open it up to underclassmen. Like I said, there's over three thousand kids in the transfer portal this year.
0: Well, since you mentioned transfer portal, Bruce, let's talk about the transfer portal for a little bit and the chaos that has ensued with over was it up over three thousand kids. Total yeah. now that, that are in it i mean it's if i could go four to five hours without seeing somebody post about so-and-so hit the transfer portal as a quarterback notre dame needs to look at him oh my goodness Calm You're telling yourself me. <laughs> i'm so tired of hearing about this guy'd be a great fit that guy'd be a great fit why do people think that someone who is built like drew pine is going to be a great fit in the transfer portal for Notre Dame. There have been a couple of people like that. I'm like, I'm just scratching my head. I'm like, what do you see in this guy? Is he good? Sure. Yeah. He's good. Is he good enough to take us to the next level? No, he's not, not based no, on the that's... talent that we have. So that's the no. problem. If you get yep. somebody, you get somebody like, like, like Bo Nix. Okay. That, different story. Different story. You've got a kid who has SEC, uh, experience you got a kid who has pac-12 experience even though i think the pac-12 is you know it's a garbage conference i hate him uh and i'll I'll say that until you know i'm I'm done drawing breath but he has played in very big games he's been in very big moments somebody like that okay fine he hits the transfer portal someone along those lines cool no problem uh caleb williams the uh The fingernail man of USC, you know, as much as I don't like his attitude or the fact that he paints his nails and refuses to shake hands after a game because he's uh, got garbage for character, he's a good quarterback. Somebody like that hits the transfer portal. I can see that. But some of these other names, I mean, people are really reaching with these other people that are, I had some, the kid from, the kid from Coastal Carolina, the kid from Coastal Carolina. The Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, if you didn't know who their mascot was. Is is he a good quarterback? Yeah, for that conference. Is he going to be somebody that's going to start if you're looking to try and go undefeated or make it to the college football playoff? Is he your plug and play in a brand new program that plays a schedule like Notre Dame's where we play four, five, six teams ranked in the top 25 every year? No, no, he's not. He's not. Okay, the transfer portal has, it has given people great opportunities. See Joe Burrow. I mean, great opportunities. Absolutely, right? Uh, Spencer Rattler has new life down in South Carolina because of the transfer portal. Okay, you, there, there's a few cases, but there's a number of cases that you look at and you're like, that really didn't play out to their advantage, you know? 3,000 kids in the transfer portal. I want to say that I saw an article uh, that summarized it pretty pretty cleanly the other day pretty pretty succinct Uh, of those three thousand plus kids there's going to be like 1500 of them that don't get picked up by another college yeah so absolutely there goes your playing career that's it it's over unless you come back to walk on somewhere so good and bad honestly i think and i don't know how you would do this but there there should be something in place too that considers the criteria for what it would take to enter the transfer portal
1: I think they need to get rid of undergraduate transfers, period.
0: Yeah, you don't take any transfers unless they're junior or higher. And ju- I say junior or higher in education, not playing time. I want, yes, you've got to have X amount of credit hours done. Because at least then, you're further along in your college your college education and getting having a chance to get out and do something in the real world in case this doesn't work out. That what That's was a the, good idea. What was,
1: the number, what was the recruit's name? Was that Travis Hunter? That went to uh, Jackson State. That was the number one overall recruit, five star. That was supposed to go to Florida State. Went play for Dion. Was that Travis oh.
0: Hunter? I think it was.
1: I, well, it, you know who I'm talking I, about.
0: Yeah, uh, for sure, absolutely. Because okay, when they okay. got him, I was like, "How did that happen?" <laughs> right. Yeah, and it had
1: nothing to do with NIL. He wanted to play for Dion. Whatever. Okay, exactly. now he's down there. He's a true freshman. He plays. He does good. Dion leaves, now he wants to transfer again. Now he's looking at Miami, he's looking at USC. I'm like, you know what? That's bullshit. It, you made a commitment. You need to write it out for a minimum of two years. You can't just, this. what is this teaching these kids? Well, I mean, where's, where? Chase the money. Oh, yeah. And it, it's, re- it's, it's hand in hand that, with the
0: NIL because yeah, you chase the money. Once they hit it,
1: yep. They're like, once I'm in the transfer portal, now I got, okay, Oklahoma's throwing me three million dollars. Uh, uh, example Peyton Peyton Bowen, you know there's rumors. You got Oklahoma saying they're going to give you this. You got uh, I think it was Texas A and M saying they're going to give them this. Oregon too. It, it, Oregon, yeah. yeah Oregon's yep. in it. I mean, it's the combination of the two is literally not, and it's and it's not that far out. I, this could totally unravel college football in the next two three years.
0: Oh, it's, it's turned. It, it's turned toxic. Yeah,
1: yeah, and somebody has to do something, but who? You know, the NCAA holes won't do nothing about it because they don't. That's just what they do.
0: There's money flowing.
1: Yep, that's all
0: that's they care the about. Thing. And also, it if it's if it's leveling the balance of power in college football, and by that I mean who your elite programs are versus who they have been. If it's leveling the play, playing field, of course the NCAA is going to be behind it because they're going to make more money, right? So, I mean, there's that, too. Uh, We're going to be going to a playoff soon. You know, uh, you got more teams that are going to be available uh, to make college football playoff. And, you know, with these transfers uh, coming in from one university to the next, it's going to be chaotic. All right, folks, this portion of the broadcast is
2: brought to you by our friends at Lather and Fade. If you want to look your best, forget about the rest and come to Lather and Fade with three locations to serve you in South Bend, Granger, and Elkhart. With that old-school barbershop vibe, Lather and Fade offers world-class cuts. Every haircut is finished with a straight razor shave and a hot towel treatment. Visit thelatherandfadeshop.com to set your appointment today. That's thelatherandfadeshop.com. All right, guys, the Leprechaun Connection is teaming up with the Notre Dame Club of Greater Jacksonville for a tailgate at the Gator Bowl. And our main man, Bruce Ruff, is hosting that tailgate on our behalf. Uh, Bruce, why don't you give us some uh give us some details about what's going on? So I think Oh, did we
0: lose Bruce? I think Bruce lost connection. <laughs> I sent you right. a message about that. But uh so the the Notre Dame fan club of, of Jacksonville, Greater Jacksonville area. They, there he is. He's back. Um, Bruce, take it away. Yeah, Bruce. <laughs> we are talking uh, go, about going
2: into, go into detail what's going on with the tailgate. Uh, you're hosting the tailgate, so uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, tell us what's going on with that.
1: Well, the tailgate is going to be amazing. First of all, um, I got in touch with the Notre Dame fan club of Jacksonville. Um, they have 450 members. Uh, I've reached out to another Notre Dame fan club. I have uh, some people coming up from the Dallas-San uh, San Antonio area somewhere, one of those two, coming in. But I uh, got us a parking spot in the Touchdown parking lot. It's row double D, of course, uh, slot 55. And um, it's just going to be a lot of good times, a lot of good people showing up. Um, it's absolutely free. Everybody can come if they like. I'm going to have water. I'll have some beers. I'll have some food, Some grab some stuff. Um, just look for the Leprechaun Connection flag. If you have any questions, you can contact me directly,
2: Yeah, um, um, and
1: I can walk in. Uh, what
2: time are you going to be set up, roughly? What's your goal to be set up?
1: Um, I'd like to be uh, – I'm, I'm trying to get in there about 8, 8.30, and I would like to be set up by 9.30. Okay,
2: and then we will uh, – you'll shoot me the GPS pin, uh, and then we will post that on the page. That way people can find you. Um, it's gonna be a great time. This is awesome. Uh you you're basically our Leprechaun Connection ambassador for the state of Florida. Dude, if we can find an ambassador for every state, that would be so
1: badass. <laughs> that would be badass. I mean, we just need to find one for every bowl game. Right. You know, get people or or the away games. You know, they're playing in Clemson this year. Guess what? Some we're sending somebody to Clemson. You're gonna throw a tailgate in Clemson. All right, so,
2: Sean, this uh, Notre Dame-South Carolina matchup, this is the fifth matchup between the Gamecocks and the Irish. The last meeting was in South Bend on October 20th, 1984, where Carolina defeated the Irish 36-32. to um, Have you had a chance to uh, study up on this, South Carolina? I mean, well, it's kind of hard to because, like we just talked about, you got the transfer portal, you got people who are going to the, you got the NFL draft. So it's kind of hard to gauge on, like, what kind of team you're going to get.
0: Well, so the thing, the thing you gotta keep in mind with, uh, with South Carolina is they looked very good to finish out the end of the season. Uh, they had a very good win over Tennessee and did it, did they play in the, No, they didn't play in the conference championship, but, or did they? No, jeez, No, they didn't. That's right. I'm trying to think who their last game was against. Cause
1: it wasn't, it was, it wasn't, it was Clemson
0: that, that you might've, but you might be right. Uh, Either way, the, the point I'm trying to make is Spencer Rattler really came into his own the last last several games of the season. And if you guys don't remember who Spencer Rattler is, he was at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley, and he was supposed to be the, you know, the, the second coming of the Messiah <laughs> of college quarterbacks. <laughs> <clears throat> right. And I mean, he ended up getting benched, but he found new life at South Carolina. Well, he was, he was a Heisman, I want to say Heisman favorite or at least projected to be in the top three uh at he was the like of the, the number one
1: quarterback in his class too yeah he was he was at up the start there. of
0: the season yeah a couple years ago so i mean th- we're talking about a, a kid that has a lot had a lot of potential and uh didn't like his station in in, in life and where he was at, at oklahoma with lincoln riley leaving and taking Caleb williams with him he realized that he wasn't lincoln riley's favorite kid uh and he transferred out Via the transfer portal, right? So he went to South Carolina, right? And I mean, had 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 a decent first half of the season. It wasn't, it really wasn't great. Then all of a sudden, that Tennessee game, my God! I mean, he just came to life. And I I, I don't remember. Didn't they? Did they score sixty points in that game? It was something. Yeah, it was tended- 63, 63 to thirty eight against yeah. Tennessee. That's insane. Uh, they put a whooping on them. That's insane. Well, they it, had four yeah, they it, had four losses at the it, time. It, now Tennessee lost, I want to say in that game they lost Hendon Hooker, I think, their quarterback. Uh their They did. Heisman hopeful quarterback. So th- that played a part in it, but uh, guys, Hen- Hendon Hooker didn't play defense. Right. That was all Spencer Rattler, okay? So I mean, he he knows how to score. Uh and He has a cannon. Yes, he he has a good he, arm. He, could he, throw a, his true, back foot he a true he is a true dual threat quarterback but they've been very streaky at times so uh, they beat they beat number 6 tennessee and they did beat clemson by 1 point but 2 weeks before that they lost to florida and when i say lost to florida they got whooped like they were a kid misbehaving in kmart by florida florida beat them 38-6 okay missouri beat them 23 to 10 they beat kentucky but you know, like you look at some of these scores and you're like, OK, what happened here? Arkansas beat them 44 to 30. Uh, Georgia beat the the brakes off in which Georgia has been beating pretty much everybody. So I, I get that. But I'm saying you look at some of these games and just there's not a lot of consistency. At least there wasn't until those last two games of the season. Uh, obviously, job one on the defensive side of the ball is going to have to be stop Spencer Rattler or at least contain him. Make him one-dimensional. Don't let him beat you on the ground and through the air. If you let him have success on, in both of those areas, it's going to be a very long day. And unfortunately, what's the weakness that our defense has had this year? Mobile, good, dual-threat quarterbacks. quarterbacks. We have struggled against those types of quarterbacks. See Caleb Williams. So you have got to try to contain Spencer Rattler. You've either got to lock down his, all of his receivers, which that's going to be kind of hard, or you've really got to make sure you have a good contain game to keep him in front of you and don't let him break off big plays with his feet. Now, he doesn't just make big plays with his feet just to run the ball. He will also use his footwork and his shiftiness to get out of trouble and look for a pass downfield. He has matured. When he first uh, came into college football and was playing for Oklahoma, he would look more to make plays with his feet whenever he got in trouble. Now he looks to work out of that and use his mobility and his shiftiness to get out of trouble to look for a throw downfield. So he has matured in that aspect. Um, fifth meeting all time. Uh, the last game was, was it 84? I yep. think. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you can't really, there's, there's not much to talk about. There's no, this there isn't. isn't a, it's just, it's this just isn't a rivalry. Right. It's just an interesting <clears> match. We've up. got, right. Yeah. We've got a three and one record against them. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see which, which South Carolina team shows up, which Notre Dame team shows up. Obviously we're miss, we're missing a couple of pieces. Right. You know, and South Carolina, so, uh, they're
2: missing uh, Marshawn Lloyd. Um, their best running yes, back. Yeah. Um, and obviously which, our defenses, that's good for us. <laughs> <laughs> our defense is obviously we're missing Foskey. That's our, our biggest uh, weapon there on the defense that we're missing. Um, and now this Notre Dame offense, obviously we're missing, uh, drew pine who transferred. So we were talking about the transfer portal. He transferred, uh, to uh was it arizona state i
0: believe it was yes right. yes okay so he actually followed the was the quarterback's coach or offensive coordinator i'm trying to remember from uh from oregon i think okay uh he, he's the one that came became the head coach at arizona state which he worked with bo Nix. okay and bo Nix has obviously reemerged I mean, he was already good but right, he has right. gotten okay. better he's really taking the next step so Drew Pine sees that as, hey, this is somebody that can really help me make that that progression at that position. This is a good opportunity for me. And it's not like he's going to have to fight off Heisman Trophy candidates for the starting job at Arizona State. Right. So So it's a smart move on his part. Because. Yeah. And I'll say this. People want to. Some people want to dog Drew Pine. Listen, the kid came in as a backup quarterback and as a starter Went eight and two against a very tough schedule. Eight and two against a very tough schedule. Now his shortcomings aside, no pun intended, because he's five foot two. But I, I don't have any ill will towards. I don't harbor any ill will towards this kid. He came in, he played his heart out for this university. I I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't always. uh, He didn't always make people you know, gleam with, with, with a warm fuzzy feeling of who he was and, and how he acted all the time. But we were scared every time he dropped back, <laughs> he played for you. Sheesh. You, well, you lost him sometimes cause you, you couldn't see him yeah. behind the line. But <laughs> the point is he played his heart out. He absolutely gave 110% every time he was on the field. And for that drew, thank you. You know, good luck at Arizona state. Um, but onward and upward. I mean, our quarterback room. Yes. It's a little thin, as far as experience goes, but talent-wise, it's better. Well, look, okay, people don't want to believe that, but with Kenny Minchie coming in, Steve Angeli, and Tyler Buckner, all three of those quarterbacks, you people don't might not want to hear this, but all three of those quarterbacks are better than than Pine. They're all better absolutely. than absolutely. Yeah, and with you know, yeah, like with, with Buckner being
2: healthy, and and then you got CJ Carr coming in twenty twenty four. Uh, it's it's pretty oh. obvious to know it's pretty please, obvious. Baby that, Jesus, let that happen, right? But <laughs> please, well, the way the way college football has been going lately, you just you, if somebody makes a commitment, what does it actually mean? But anyway, with with CJ Carr coming in, like you mentioned, with Kenny minchi you got Steve Angeli, you got Buckner healthy. Uh, Pine knows that he's gonna fall so far down the depth chart; he'll never see the playing field ever again. You know, most likely moving forward and his
0: stock will never be higher right his stock will never be higher than it is right now right he yeah, just he's got three years of eligibility right. three years of eligibility left you just led notre dame to an eight and two record as a starter against the schedule that he had mm-hmm. he, his stock will never be higher so i mean it's a smart move right it makes sense so
2: all right gentlemen picks to click on offense and defense all right sean go for it
1: i know who he's picking do you
0: <laughs> let's, 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 let's hear your guess. Let's hear your guess.
1: Uh, you're going to go Benjamin Morrison.
0: Well, we're defense. doing offense
1: first. Oh, we're doing offense first. Oh, wait, wait, so I'm no, sorry. Okay.
0: Are we doing, we're doing Irish offense or are we doing the breakdown of SC offense versus Notre Dame defense? Mike, what do you want to do first? I thought we were doing picks to click. Yeah, we're doing picks to click offense on defense. We're doing Okay. Just want to make sure. So we're, we're doing Notre Dame offense picks to click first. So who do you think I'm taking?
1: Uh, offense, uh, that might be a hard one, but I think you're going to go with, uh, possibly digs, maybe estimate.
0: Those are, those are both sexy picks. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> on, on offense, I, I do think that one of those two is is going to have to have a game. And by, no, absolutely. by have a game, I mean, one of those two is going to have to run for over 150 yards. I think collectively for us to have the best chance to win. Our running backs need to run for over 200 yards. We need to grind the pace of this game down a little bit and play it at our tempo. Um, I do like Audrick Estime. I think because he's such a physical back and because he has seemingly resolved those fumble issues that he had earlier on in the season, I think that you've got to use him as the hammer and just pound the ball and make South Carolina just regret getting out of bed that day. I think he absolutely has to be focus point number one for the offense, especially because I mean, people <laughs> making that adjustment from Drew Pine to, to Buckner is going to be an adjustment. And will the offense be in flow and rhythm right away? I don't know it will. I can't promise that it will. So you've got to go to your tried and true, which is your run game. Don't go away from that too early. We went away from that too early against USC. We went away from it too early in a couple other, couple other key areas this year. We have got to stay with the run game no matter what this 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 bowl game, in my opinion. I think Audric Gussman is going to have a day, and I also think on the receiving side of the ball, oh, man, um, I'm, I'm going to pick a wild card here. I think that Dion Colsey is going to have a really good game. I think he has the potential to have a really good game because he's tall, he's rangy, he runs good routes, and he's got a he's he's just been situationally aware when he has been put in the game in certain situations he always seems to get open and he always makes a play i mean it's unfortunate that lorenzo styles has fallen off in my opinion he has had some drop issues because i really like Ren- lorenzo styles as a player i just don't think that he has made that progression to the next step yet Instead, I'd really like to see Deion Colsey get some more looks, and I think he could have absolutely have a big breakout game. Who do you like on offense, Bruce?
1: Um, I, I'm going with two of them. Um, I think Jaden Thomas is going to step up. I think you're going to see a little bit more of a passing game from the Irish. Um, and I'm not 100% sure Tyler Buckner is going to get the start right now. Um, it could be Steve Jelly, And I, whether it's Buckner and Jelly, I do – really, truly believe they're going to have some packages for Angeli specifically. Um, So I think the Whiteouts outs are going to need a big game. Um, Jaden Thomas has come through in the clutch lately. Um, Him and Deion Colsey are my two picks to click on offense.
0: Oh, there we go. Deion Colsey, that's funny.
2: Uh, Sean, did you you, – I'm having a brain fart here, but uh, did you have a chance to break down this South Carolina defense against the Notre Dame offense? I know we started talking about – the Notre Dame offense without Michael Mayer uh, and Drew Pine. Did you get a chance
0: to go any further with that? I I really didn't, uh, Bruce. If you, I haven't watched a ton of South Carolina film this year. I mean, yeah, I watched I some of the Tennessee game, and they've they've given up fair amounts of points in several games. I mean, and we're not talking about you know the having faced the best offenses either. You know, uh, Clemson Clemson's offense this year was. Yeah. Clemson's offense this year was kind of anemic, you know, and and they scored 30 points on South Carolina. I don't think, in in my opinion, I mean, their defensive backs have good speed from what I've seen, but they're not overly physical. In my opinion, I don't think that they have the personnel that can effectively mark up on all of our offensive weapons in the passing game. In the run game, they got some big boys in the defensive line, but Again, I, I just I don't think they, I don't think they match up extremely well against our offensive line. It's <sighs> defensively, I want to say they were ranked overall defense, they where they're ranked like close to 80th or something like that. So not a great defense. We're not, we're not talking about somebody that, that we should really struggle against, but keep in mind, we've also lost Michael Mayer. That's a big loss, and people don't, I mean, we, we can't overstate it because that was the safety valve. If everything else was going to hell, you could always count on just throwing it his direction and he's got probably a 75% chance of coming out with the ball. So that kind of brings our success, you know, our potential for success down, uh, quite a bit because you don't have that safety valve anymore. I still think that we should put a good amount of points up against them. And I still think, as I said, we cannot, 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 cannot abandon the running game too early. We shouldn't at all. We need to run the football. We need to find a way to run the football and be effective running the football because you can't just get into a shootout with a team like this. This is another team that can absolutely put up a lot of points. You don't want to go touchdown for touchdown with this team. You'd rather grind it down to your pace, be physical, and then look for your opportunities downfield in the passing game. Keep it at a good balance. I'd like to see close to 50-50 pass and run. You know, you don't want to be way over on one or the other, and just make them work for it. I mean, make their make their defensive backs work for it. Give your receivers the best opportunities possible. Make sure that you're you've got good back shoulder throws. Uh, you're giving them you're giving them the ball in space. You're not throwing it always in contested catching situations. You know, I think those are going to be the keys against the South Carolina defense. All right, folks, if you liked this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, tell a neighbor.
2: We really appreciate it. Also, please check out our Patreon. Go to patreon.com and search "Leprechaun Connection." It's just three bucks a month for general support. It helps to keep this podcast going. It also helps fund things like tailgates and watch parties. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to our friends at Classic Rock Live ninety five, powered by Autolus. You can catch your main man Irish Mike for the evening drive Monday through Friday, six p.m. Eastern to midnight. Live 95 is I-95's rock station. So if rock from the 60s to the 80s is your thing, go to your Google Play or Apple Store and download the Autolust Radio app. That's A-U-D-I-L-O-U-S. There's nine stations to choose from, classic rock to top 40, hip-hop, and a country station, as well as a few others. Ooh, and I almost forgot. This podcast... And a few others are now available on the Audilous Radio app. Again, that's A U D I L O U S. Audilous, Audilus, your music, your way. Uh, gentlemen, any uh, final thoughts before we uh, re- uh, wrap this up?
0: I don't think we did defensive picks to click. Did we? Did we? For- Sounds got an electrical issue going on over Does there. Does he? <laughs> we we didn't. Yeah, I, I'm. I got to go check this out in a second here. I don't know what's going on, but uh, no, we didn't do defense picks to click. Bruce, you want to go first?
1: I, I got to go with my main man, Benjamin Morrison. He's, he's been stepping up, and with Rattler coming in and throwing the ball, um, I think it's really going to come down to him and, and, and Hart. He's going to have to have a big game, and I, I believe it's going to be him. Benjamin Morrison's going to at least pick one. I'm calling, he's picking one.
0: I like it. I think I think Benjamin Morrison's going to have a good game. I think that's a, that's a very good pick, and uh, I, I hope he makes Spencer Rattler's life just hell. For four quarters, I <laughs> like. I want him. I want him to have nightmares about him. Just like you remember the uh, the old school uh, Sega commercial with Joe Montana. They had him hooked up to like electrodes that were supposedly reading his brain activity. And they're like, they're showing him the watermark pictures and stuff like. They're like, what do you see? He's like Reggie White, Reggie White, <laughs> Reggie White. I want him. I want Spencer Rattler to feel the same way about Benjamin Morrison at four quarters of football. That's a great pick. I also think I haven't looked. Is J D Bertrand? Is he playing in the bowl game? I do not. I haven't what had I chance know, to
1: what I do know is Jalen Sneed's gonna be playing in this bowl game. And I cannot wait to yes. see that man come unleashed. My first and question was, is Yeah.
2: My first question is, how the hell did we forget to do defensive picks to click? Uh, before I moved on to the wrap up notes? <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna say who the producer of the show is, but you guys just went. You guys just like went. You guys just went quiet. I'm over here falling asleep. I'm like Mike, wake up, Mike, wake my, wake up, Mike. Uh, oh, it's time for wrap Mike's up notes.
0: I, I said, Mike, Mike, that's your cue. <laughs> but on the defensive side of the ball, if Bertrand doesn't get the start, or even if they switch him out with Snead, that was why I wanted to get to that point, is because I think either Snead. Or Prince Collie is going to have a big game this game as well. I think both those guys Absolutely. have way too much talent and way too much instinctive football play to be on the sidelines this entire game. You've got to get these guys reps if you want to make things difficult because they've got speed, they've got the they've got the versatility to make Spencer Rattler really have to work for making plays this feat. So yes, you've got to make sure that you get Snead Collie get some different personnel in there to make sure you mix things up and people that are fast enough to keep, to chase him sideline to sideline, because that's the thing. If Rattler gets the corner and he's got three, five yards of space, he's going to be difficult to catch. You know, is he the most sturdy uh, runner? No, he he'd probably go down with an arm tackle, but he can still hurt you. He can hurt you with 10, 15, 20 yard runs. So you're going to need somebody that has that athleticism, that speed to chase him sideline to sideline, keep him in front of uh, our defense. So uh, that's what I think. Mike, you got anything else? You ready to wrap uh, up now? Yeah. I. Um,
2: uh, we haven't done a like, podcast in a you, while. You were
0: so quiet, and I'm like, Mike, you're on. And you're like, this portion of the show is brought to you. By. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I, um, I
2: lose my notes and. Because I'm like multitasking while you guys are talking, I'm I'm like oh, you guys aren't going to shut up, so I'm just going to go get some work done here while you guys <laughs> are blabbing. I don't and know then, what, and then I and then, I'm, then I don't at know the what to do with time, my hands. I, I fall asleep.
1: Do they know? What Mike, do I do? Mike, you're on.
2: Oh, uh, this portion of the broadcast is brought to you by our friends at Lather and Fade. <laughs> and if it was supposed, if it was what I was supposed to do, <laughs> and if it's not. I just keep on rolling with it. And then you said, okay, so we got to go back and talk about the South Carolina <laughs> defense because you're an idiot. This is, is a <laughs> wonderful thing about the edit button, Like, No, there will be no edit button. People are going to see us and hear us like the bunch of fools that we are or that I am, whatever, you know? <laughs>
0: whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa. <laughs> I think he just called himself a
2: donkey. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Hold on. we're out, We're riding on a train, and it's about to crash. So we better wrap up while we can before it gets any worse. <laughs> all right, folks, we are finally going to wrap this up. Hopefully we didn't lose any lef- listeners. Uh, guys, visit our Facebook page to stay on top of everything Irish. And Merry, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from all of us here at the Leprechaun Connection. Uh, for Sean Buck, Mr. Sh- Mr. Bruce Ruff, I'm Mike McClure. And join us here next time right here on the Leprechaun Connection podcast. And everybody says, Go Irish!
0: Merry Christmas, go Irish. Woof, woof.